Okay, so we're going to continue with our, we're going to finish our, our series. And I uh, entitled our message tonight, We've Got to Pray. Uh, if you're as old as me, that song's probably playing in your mind right now. We've got to pray so we make it today. Pray. <laughs> there you go. This was an MC Hammer song in the 80s. It was quite popular, and it was the closest to the, a gospel song that I was probably singing during that time. Um, but this is where we're going to end. We're going to end uh, the book of Ephesians, our journey, our long journey in that very wonderful letter. We've learned so many doctrines there. Hopefully, um, some of you or all of you have learned it and will be retaining it. And we're also going to be concluding the mini-series that we had about the full armor of God. Um, so tonight we have three points. Our three points is, well, my point, my, this is my goal tonight, is to understand the great need of prayer for the believers, you guys, the believers of Jesus Christ. You are the soldiers of Jesus Christ. Um, so we have three points. Number one, what is prayer? What is prayer? And number two, why do we need to pray? And then number three, why we need prayer? Why we need prayer? So let me read the letter again in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. Uh, the main goal, uh, main points will be 18 to 20, but I'm going to be reading the entire thing. Um, the armor of God, finally be strong in the Lord and, and in His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when... So that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. With the breastplate of righteousness in place. And with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith. With which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Now, tonight's topic, verse 18, And pray in the Spirit on all occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert, and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Verse 19, Pray also for me, that whenever I speak, Words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel. Verse 20, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for you are good. We thank you for you are sovereign. That you made all things possible in order for us to be here tonight. We thank you for your powerful, so we ask for your protection as we worship you, as we learn more about you. We ask for your power, Lord God, to give us the wisdom that we need by your Holy Spirit, to give us the discernment, the wisdom for us to learn what we don't know, for us to accept what we need to accept. 
for us to be what we need to be and for us to stop sinning for the things that we are doing against you. Father, help us and rescue those who are lost tonight. I pray for those who are in trouble. I pray for encouragement for the discouraged. And again, we pray for the lost soul that this will be the evening that they will surrender to your lordship. I pray for your blessing in my preparation, but I pray that you speak through me to your people. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. So uh, a little bit of background to give us context. I know, so we're going to finish Ephesians 6. I'd like to have another series to finish Ephesians 6, <laughs> but I'm just going to try to finish everything tonight as I tackle about prayer. But in order for us to understand the context of prayer, we need to again remember Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, when God told us through Paul, uh, he says here, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. See, there's, this is the biggest, one of the, the greatest re revelation for us Christians, is that we have been blessed in the heavenly realms. And everything is spiritual. When it comes to heavenly realms, the domain of the heavenlies, it's all above our flesh. It's all supernatural. But at the same time, with that being said, we know that we have a formidable enemy that is also supernatural. And we have been studying it for many weeks that because of his hate against God, and the power that was allowed and given to him for the temporary time, he uses that to influence the world or to use the world to influence us, his people, so that we will not live according to God's will. But we have supernatural benefits, which is the full armor of God. We need a supernatural weapon or armor in order for us to battle the spiritual battles that we are in every day. But then funny enough how, not funny enough, but isn't that amazing where after speaking about all the full armor of God, then Paul says, pray, pray. The all-pervasive element to our armor and it is contained in verse 18, and that's where we find ourselves tonight. It says, with all prayer and petition. With all prayer and petition. And then it was exchanged by, pray at all times in the Spirit. The final element of the believer's weapon is prayer. Prayer. All that's left in verses 9, verse 19 and 20 is an application of the prayer principle and some final words to sign off. So that's why these verses 19 or 18 to 20 is the end of the book of Ephesians. So our first point, what is prayer? Billy Graham said, prayer is simply a two-way conversation between you and God. 
and again, the verse, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. All kinds of prayers. All kinds of prayers. Lord, let me, help me hit the lottery tonight. Lord, help me not get in trouble with my wife after I've gambled all our money and grocery. <laughs> that kind of prayer. You can include that in there. He says all kinds because you got in trouble. But that's the wrong prayer because that's not praying in the Spirit. And we'll, we'll tackle that later. But, um, man, you know, I've been, I've been listening to the Greek word of prayer. Uh, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to butcher it again. It's... <laughs> Prusuke. Who said that? Prusuke. That's good. Prusuke. It's uh, pray earnestly. And it, this prayer is addressing solely to God. See, that's prayer. I know prayer has been used very much. Like if there's a shooting, public, uh, an active shooter, oh, please pray for Uvaldi, right? And it's just, it seems like it's just another word, another adjective. But it's really, it's prayer addressed to God. That's what prayer really is. It's a prayer addressed to God. So the next question should be, okay, I know what prayer is. I've been praying all my life. But then there should be, the keen person should say, whose prayer is heard by God? Do you wonder? Did you ever wonder? 2 Chronicles 7.14 reads, If my own people will humbly pray and turn back to me and stop sinning, then I will answer them from heaven. I will forgive them and make their land fertile once again. So, a couple things there. God only hears the prayers of His people. So you have to ask yourself, Am I, do I belong to Him? And then the next question there is, how do I belong to God? And it's all in the Bible. The people that, don't, that haven't accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior does not belong to God. Because Christ came down to become man, to become the perfect sacrifice for the sins of the world, your sins and mine. Until you have not accepted Him as your Lord and Savior, you still are considered God's enemy. So your prayer is not being answered. And if you are a believer, but you are sinning, here, it says here, your sin is preventing God from answering your prayers. Husbands, if we're not being loving to our, husb our husbands, our wives, <laughs> our prayers are not being answered. Here's 1 Peter 3.12, For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and His ears are attentive to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. So the people that do not belong to God, again, your sins have not been forgiven, so you're considered unrighteous. You're considered evil. Your prayers are not going to be heard by Him. The only prayer that an unbeliever can say that will be heard by God is the prayer of repentance. You will finally say, Lord, I am a sinner. Please forgive me. I accept your gift of salvation through your Son, Jesus Christ, and I accept Him as my Lord and my Savior. That's the first prayer that God will hear from you, and everything else after that will be heard from you. 
Now the next, why do we need to pray? Why do we need to pray? Why do we need to pray? Well, because, you know, I need that race. Why do we need to pray? Well, because I got in trouble. Why do we need to pray? Because it's exams today, I did, and I, I did that game fundraising, and I wasn't able to study. <laughs> I was up till 1 o'clock, so now I didn't have time to study. So I have, I'm praying. That's why I'm praying. That's what they said. There's always going to be in prayer in schools and, and if there is math, right? Because of math, there will continue to be uh, prayers in school. But Tim Keller says, prayer is both conversation and encounter with God. We must know the awe of praising His glory, the intimacy of finding His grace, and the struggle of asking His help, all of which can lead us to know the spiritual reality of His presence. What does it mean? Prayer, we need to pray, number one, because we need to understand that apart from God, we can do nothing. We need to pray because it help, it, we need to be humble. Do you find it odd when you finally say, Lord, we always somehow start our prayer. Lord, I thought I could do it, but I can't. I tried everything, Lord, but now I'm, I'm out of options. Now I guess it's really up to you. I took all the vaccines, Lord, but I still got, I still got it. Now it's really up to you. I took all the precautions, Lord, but I still got sick. I studied my best, Lord God, but I still did not get the promotion. I guess it's all up to you. You find it odd that at your last straw, that's the only time we pray? That's why we need to pray. Not just so we can make it today, but so we can be humble. We need to humble ourselves before God. Because God opposes the proud, church. God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. I'm going to hit something practical. Do you find it odd that it's called Pride March? or Pride Parade, or Pride Month, you find it odd that they use the promise of God after the flood, the use of the rainbow of God then saying, I will never flood the earth again. You find it odd that that's the same logo, that's the logo, and then they claim it as Pride Month. And then the Bible says, God opposes the proud. That's why we need to pray. Because the world, like we said, right? We are in a battle. This world is against our faith. This world is against our thinking. This world wants us to think that your Bible is outdated. It's outdated. It doesn't relate to now. There are more than two genders. How many you ask them and they say, we don't know. It continues to flow. <laughs> it is pride if we believers of the living God say to ourselves, I don't need God on this one. I can handle it. That's pride and that's sin. God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Look at, because we all know John 15, 5, right? I am the vine, you are the branches. 
If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing, right? We all know that because I always use it. <laughs> but then before that, verse 4 says, Remain in me and I will remain in you. Just as no branch can bear fruit by itself unless it remains in the vine, neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. How are we remaining in God on a daily basis? Sure, again, the reading the word is equipping yourself, but praying is speaking to him. In praying, we are remaining with God. We are staying in close communication with God. The people that we like, we talk to a lot with, right? Say yes. Yeah, yeah, you do. You talk a lot to the people that you like, and you don't talk to the people you don't like. Say amen. They say, All right, we're telling the truth now. We're saying the truth now. Yeah, I don't find it very interesting to talk to someone I'm irritated with. It's quite, quite difficult. How are you doing today? Are we talking? <laughs> hey, Joe, what, what? We're on a first name basis? What's, go what's going on? No, no, we find it hard to speak to someone we don't like. We find it easy and we find it Soothing to talk to the people we love, correct? And if the people that we love don't talk to us enough, there's an argument, right? The argument becomes in two ways if you're married to a Filipina. <laughs> there's a lot of talking. Why are you not talking to me? You're supposed to be talking to me. We're supposed to be in love, right? There's supposed to be communication here. We're supposed to fix this before the sunset of the next day. There's one way that, that they, we try to do it. And the other thing is, no more talking. You don't want to talk to me? Fine. I'll give you the silent treatment. Right? That's the human nature. That's how we approach our relationships. But that's in regards to communication. So, let me ask you, if you love God, church, how much do you speak to Him? Right? Some people will tell me, how come I didn't know about this? You know? And I tell them, I don't know, were you at church at that time? I wasn't really taking attendance. No, but there's, there's this thing that we know that we need to constantly pray Sometimes, unfortunately, because of our selfish nature, we only come to prayer when we're hurting, when we are in trouble. And when we're not in trouble, we're not talking to God. But see, if you look at the verse that Paul has given to us in Ephesians 6, prayer is saying, pray for us. Pray for each other. It's not just solely for you. Prayer, folks, believers, prayer is just not for you, for your well-being, for your blessings, for your protection, for your family. Prayer goes out of your family. Prayer goes out of yourself. Because believe it or not, Christianity is not just for you. Your Christianity is just not for you. After you have received Christ, you don't just keep that to yourself. That's why there's missionaries that go out of their comfort zone and they go out to Dangerous places to share the gospel. So all that's being asked from you is pray for other people. 
Now, a Christian who will depend only on the armor is what, this is our observation now. The prayer being the last key in the full armor, it tells us this. That a Christian who will depend only on the armor and chooses not to pray will lose the battle. So not because you have the full armor, you will win your battle. You will have to wear your armor, your full armor, and then you pray. And then you go to battle. Now, this is John MacArthur. Paul says, at the end of everything, you must realize that even with you, with all that you have remaining, sin is so powerful and Satan himself has devised such a mighty force in the evil in the world system that you need constant submission to God in prayer. You have to depend on Him. And he says this, I think it's a hidden danger that Christians who have a knowledge of doctrine, who have a very strong knowledge of doctrine, a fairly effective grip on principles of living the Christian life, can become satisfied. And that sort of heart-rending, passionate, constant dependence on God isn't there. And that is sin. And that is dangerous. See? Not because you know that God knows what you want doesn't mean you don't have to pray anymore. Not because you know God has won the war doesn't mean you don't have to pray anymore. Not because you know God will supply all the things you need. It doesn't mean you don't have to pray anymore. I have met people that are, are very equipped, knowledgeable about doctrine, and to a point that they have mocked the prayer meetings. See, in this church... We believe in prayer. We believe in prayer because God is real. And God hears prayers. If you need to know what kind of prayers God answers, come to the prayer meeting and we will go through our list of the things that God has answered for you. I have them recorded. I can tell you, I'll tell, you'll ask me, oh, does God answer prayers if, uh, if I want to get pregnant? Let me, tell you, let me tell you. Back in March 6th, <laughs> I have that. I have those things. I'm sick. I'm asking for, uh, I'm wondering, can God help me find a job? And then I, that's where I pause. I go, wait a minute. What kind of shift are you praying for? Because <laughs> I've prayed for brothers and sisters here, and their pra prayers were answered, and I lost them for prayer meeting. So maybe I'll only pray for day shift. <laughs> the, other, the other verse there in Ephesians 6 is uh, pray in the Spirit. Have you always wondered what pray in the Spirit means? What is pray in the Spirit? What does it mean? You know, if you are friends with a, 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 a Pentecostal, they will, tell you, tell, they will tell you that this is speaking in tongues. But it's really not. Romans 8, 26 to 27 reads, In the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness, we do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us through the wordless groans. And again, that's not speaking in tongues, okay? And He who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. It is not speaking in tongues. It is praying according to what the Spirit and the will of God is for us. It's praying in harmony it's praying in harmony with God's will. Do you know what harmony is? You will know what harmony is once you know what, un, not harmony, what harmony isn't. 
Let's pre you've, you heard Mikey play the guitar tonight, right? If I play the guitar, you will know that harmony is what Mikey was doing. <laughs> this harmony is what I was doing. <laughs> is that a word? Mikey's laughing there. <laughs> I don't know what the, the opposite of harmony is. Huh? There you go. <laughs> Dissonance. See, praying in the Spirit means praying in harmony with the will of God. So now you ask, what's the will of God for me? The will of God for us is written all over the Bible. In, in Galatians 5.16, 22-23 reads, So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. So if you're walking closely with God, there is no need that you will be, there is no way that you will be living an unholy life. That's God's will for us, for every believer. And then you're going to wonder, okay, the, the, here's the fruit of the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That's the will of God for all of us believers. To be the living sacrifice for God. Why does it become a living sacrifice? Because when somebody, somebody irritates us, it's easier to lose our control than to be gentle. But then since we're Christians, we're the new creation of God, and the will of God for us is to, to show the fruit of the Spirit, which is patience. Right? How do we do it? Prayer. Lord, I really want to give it to him. I really just want to give it to him. Just one time, Lord. This guy has been persecuting my Christianity for five years, Lord. This is the last straw, Lord. Lord, please let me hit him. Is that a, a prayer that God will say, yes, go ahead, hit him? No, it's not in harmony with God's will because God's will is for us to be gentle. So the prayer that will be answered by the person who's wearing the full armor of God is, Lord, I really want to strike him, but give me the forgiveness that you have given me. Show me how many evil things I've done against you in order for me to see the grace that you've given me in order for me to be gracious to this person. That's the prayer that God will answer. Not, Lord, can I just let me, allow me. Mike Tyson power punch. That's it. Just one. And then let me get away from it. <laughs> 1 John 5.14, this is the confidence that we have before Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. Is it God's will that you become a millionaire to the lottery? <laughs> I'm glad somebody said no. <laughs> Somebody's saying yes. Yes, why not? Why not? I'll give tights. I'll give my tights. 10%, right? 10%. <laughs> <laughs> is it to so the confidence of a believer that understands God's will will pray in harmony with God's will that's why we need to pray because if we also understand that we're constantly being attacked and then our flesh constantly wants to fight the new nature that we are in then we have to constantly ask God, Lord, help me live out your life through mine. And God says he will answer that. 
It is God's will that we are to stand against the attacks of the enemy. So we ask in prayer that God, as He has equipped us with the full armor, and that He gives us victory and the strength to continue the fight and for us to come out victorious from that battle. Why do we need prayer? Why we need prayer? Why we need prayer? You know, uh, Bong had a little kid, remember? Bong had a little kid. He's about five. And little Bong was just at church, you know? And the pastor was taking forever in his message, just like right now. And the five-year-old Bong was like, come on. Like, he's being unruly. Like, I can't sit still. I want to go. The parents, Bong and his wife, they tried their best to maintain the sense of order because everybody was looking at them. Just like what everybody does here. Somebody's not, everybody goes. <laughs> trying to give you the signal like, well, what's going on? <laughs> everybody's like, oh, hey, the parents were like, come on, come on, Bong. Bong Jr., calm down. But Bong Jr. will not stop. So Bong, the dad said, come on. Picks up the boy sternly, gets up. As he walks through the aisle, Bong Jr. goes, pray for me. Pray for me. Pray for me. Why do we need prayer? <laughs> Is this it's to get out of spanking from God? We know that we are not supposed to cheat on our spouse, and then we do, and then we get caught, and then you call me, Pastor, pray for me. <laughs> I'm about to get murdered right now. Prayer is the open admission that without Christ, we can do nothing. And prayer is the turning away from ourselves to God in the confidence that God, confidence that He will provide the help we need. Prayer humbles us as needy and exalts God as wealthy. John Piper. Again, let's look at Ephesians. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. All kinds of prayers and requests. That is according to God's will, right? With this in mind, be alert and keep and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. See? The prayer extends away. It goes away from the prayer per, the person. It goes beyond the person. It goes to the brothers and sisters, to the Lord's people. Now here, there's another clue here where you need to belong to a church. Because a general prayer is a lazy prayer. Can we just be honest? What's a lazy prayer? It's just like the old weather reporter in the Philippines where he says, the weather for Ernie Baron, Barong. The Ernie Barong goes, the weather for today is just like yesterday. <laughs> Have a good night. <laughs> it's like praying. Lord, uh, Lord, help me. Lord, bless me. Thank you for the evening. Thank you for the blessings that you've given me and my family. Bless the whole wide world. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Right? We need to be specific because there, is, there are a lot of people who are in need of your prayers. And look here, Paul, the great Paul says, pray also for me. Since we're talking about prayer, pray also for me. Imagine 
The great Paul, the guy that God has used tremendously, have planted many churches, have written many letters, have helped people to become pastors, deacons, have shared the gospel, and people have accepted Jesus through him. Ask for prayer. Why? Because the people that are in the front line are always being attacked. Amen? That's why people would rather push people to the front line and they go, go ahead, go ahead. You do it. Say that. Go, go. We want to do six feet distancing when it comes to God's work, right? Oh, is there pot blessed tonight? Yeah. What are you bringing? This and that. How about you? I don't know yet. I'll bring myself. <laughs> right? We want someone else to do the work. Pastor Joe, I have a friend who needs to hear the gospel. Can you come with me? I'll, I'll go with you, sure. But don't you know how to share the gospel too? Right? Shouldn't you just be like, Pastor Joe, please pray for me. I'm going to be sharing the gospel right now. Please pray for me. Please pray for my brother. Or please pray for my cousin. Right? Shouldn't that be the thing? And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. All kinds of prayers and requests. That is in harmony for all the Lord's people. You know, without prayer, even with having the full armor of God, we will fail in the battle. We will. Because we took it upon ourselves. We thought because we have the full armor, we don't need God anymore. That's completely the wrong thing. That's why you wonder. You're like, man, I already knew. I knew it. I was wearing my helmet. And I had the Bible verse. I had the sword. I, sh I had the shield of faith. But man, when he said this, I fell. Because you forgot to get down on your knees and pray. And say, Lord, I'm going out there. I'm going out in the battle. I've, you've equipped me as you saw me needing it, as you saw fit. But Lord, I know that apart from you, I can do nothing. So please, be with me, strengthen me, enable me, give me the wisdom so that I can go through this battle victorious for your glory and yours alone. Now, a Christian is like a special class of animal called cetaceous, cetaceous animals. Um, they're neither fish nor fowl. Now, these things, they, it inhabits, they inhabit the depths of the sea. The sea is their home. They never leave the sea. They swim in the darkest depths of the sea, and yet they are compelled at a certain, in certain intervals to rise up to the surface to grasp some air. You know, that is, that's, that's how it is for us. We might live in the depth of theological understanding, but we need to come up for that air that, sus that sustains our life. The Christian only by ever ascending to God, rising to breathe in constant prayer. Prayer is like breathing for us. You know, breathing is natural for people. What's unnatural is not breathing. 
right? Alonzo and Gianna and I, we, we used to love playing this game, how long can you hold your breath? We usually do it underwater. They would do it 30 seconds, 35 seconds, but that's it. Why? Because it's unnatural. You know, it's the same thing with our Christian life. It's unnatural for you, Christian, that you're not prayerful. It is more natural for you if you become dependent on God constantly in prayer and asking for your specific needs, constantly talking to Him. How do you talk to God all the time? Somebody asked me, how do you pray all the time? Like praying at all times in 1 Thessalonians. Well, if you have a God vision, if you believe that all things come from God and everything that's happening with you, God's hand is on it, then you're constantly praying. You're eating that food. After you prayed the prayer with your friends, you're eating it and you're like, man, Lord, I've never had this in the Philippines. I'm so glad you brought me here. Or if you're eating something bad, you're like, man, Lord, another halo halo boba. <laughs> Help me not get sick. Right? You're always constantly praying. You, somebody missed you that I almost hit you. You're like, Lord, thank you for protecting me there. You drove so many miles and you did not get lost for the first time. And you say, Lord, thank you for guiding me there. Your children are, are making you happy. You're smiling. Your, your, your smile is from ear to ear and your heart is full. And you're saying, Lord, thank you for giving me children. Even though they're giving me such big headaches. <laughs> they're still so loving and I'm so grateful. See, if your eyes and in your mind has the God vision, you're constantly going to be praying. But if your eyes and your mind is thinking, I did this. I'm successful because I'm hardworking. I'm diligent. I obeyed my parents. I'm smart. I'm committed. Then there's no need for prayer. That's why your prayer, when it, everything fails, you're going to say in, and you're like irritated with God. You did this. I tried everything properly. According to my eyes, I did everything correctly. But you decide not to bless me. So now, this is your fault. Fix it. <laughs> now, to summarize everything, Tonight, we, we tackled what prayer is. We also discussed whose prayer is answered and heard by God. It's for Christians only. So if you are not a Christian and you want your prayers to be heard, let accept Jesus because that's the most important thing that you need. You need to be accepted in the family of God so that you will be saved from the consequences of your sin. Why do we need prayer? We need prayer because we need to be humble. We need prayer because we need to remind ourselves that there is nothing that we can do apart from Him. And what is praying in the Spirit? Praying in the Spirit is praying in harmony with the will of God. And why we need prayer? We need prayer because we're constantly being attacked. We live in a world that is constantly, endlessly against God's will. And everything that is being propagated right now is against God's will. The number of genders is just the top of it. 
There's many other things. They're try, they're try, they, they try to tr uh, trample on the family, right? Because if you attack the family, you attack the children, right? There's no more sanctity in marriage. There's no more need to be married. There's no more sacredness in, 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 in there's no more holiness in sex. Everything has been, has been attacked by the enemy and we live in that world. That's why if you think you don't need prayer, we need prayer. Pray for us. If you don't know what to pray for, come attend on Wednesdays. We'll tell you. We give you a list. And the other people that are there, they'll give you another list of things that they need. So we need prayer. We need prayer. All of us need to be moving throughout all the days and the hours of our lives in the presence of the Lord. That's the general essence of what, of what this is coming to. So Paul closes this great letter with his final crescendo. The music peaks. It peaks out in a call to prayer. Prayer is the breath of the Christian's life. Prayer is the air of which we breathe. As the human body exists in an atmosphere and takes in the air because the air forces its way in, so the believer should be living in an attitude of prayer in which the need to come before God forces its way in. Until you realize that there is nothing that you can do without prayer, because prayer is the only way that God will help you, you're still not there. You will still lose your battles. You don't have to try to breathe. The air makes you breathe, right? It is easier to breathe. It's hard to hold your breath. For the believer, it's easy to pray. It's hard not to pray. You have to work at it, because this is our communion. This is how we inhale spiritually in prayer. Amen? Amen. Christians, as the music team make their way up here, I hope that this will remain in your hearts and in your minds. You need to pray. We need your prayers. The church needs your prayers. This church stands because God makes it stand. Because the people that are praying for this church, never, they never end. They, they don't stop. They come here Wednesday after Wednesday together because there's multiple kinds of prayer. And we will have our prayer um, series in the following um, weeks. Uh, that is our message tonight. If you have um, any prayer requests, please come up so we can pray for you. But if you have not surrendered your life to Jesus and you would like to do that today, tonight, please come up so we can lead you into that prayer. Or if you've been attending this church and you'd like to become a part of it, please come up so we can pray for you. It's all rise for the closing song. <laughs>